Welcome to the Friends I View podcast, where Sean and Jose talk about everything under the sun. Visit friendsayview.com for more, unlock exclusive content on Patreon, and catch our videos on YouTube at the Friends I View. Subscribe for weekly episodes and let's explore the world together. Thank you for joining us. Obviously, I'm Sean and with my buddy Jose. And the topic of today is the potential World War III. What's your problem? Uh, <laughs> um, you know, it's uh, it's sad, you know, what's unfolding over there in the Middle East, in my opinion, in my opinion anyway. You know, but uh, this is, you know, this has been going on for decades, you know, between Hamas um, and Israel. But at the same time, I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of difficult on who, you know, who's Hamas and who's not, you know, in that area, who supports them, who doesn't. So it's it's a lot going on all at the same time. Yeah, I think the whole thing is a lot going on. You know, you started off with the Russia Ukraine thing. Yeah. Yep. And so my belief on that is they're doing everything humanly possible to start this pop off of World War III. Yeah. You know exactly. I mean? Yep. We, uh, you look at the media, and it doesn't matter which one you look at. They're all just mouthpieces of, of that elite. And, you know, we talked about kind of my theory on the Illuminati on the different one. We sure did, yeah. I but remember. a World War Three would really expedite if you were, a, like, say, the group that thinks there needs to be 500 million people on the planet, a World War Three is a great way to really kind of pop that one off. Exactly. And if you listen to the media, <laughs> they keep talking about nukes, talking about nukes, talking about nukes. You know, like, why should that ever be in the subject line of, Matter of fact, we should never do any wars, but we should really never do nukes. Yeah. The only reason why nukes would ever be in the conversation is if you're trying to like speak that crap into existence. Exactly. And, and they no. all have bunkers. Like there's yeah. over a thousand in the United States alone. Yeah. So yeah. it's not like if a nuke were to pop off, they would know. Because I was watching a documentary once and I was they were like going through it. They had like a common area with a pool, they had shopping area, they had garages, they had a night like rich people could buy and kind of customize it to to however they wanted it. Of course. Like, I'm like, you're gonna live the best life while the world is popping off. Yeah. And so, so this is a reality, you know. I mean, it's not, it's not even a conspiracy. You can look it up and watch videos of this, and and even learn about them. You know, you it, know, this. Yeah, in in my opinion, this is when diplomacy should be at the forefront of what's happening. You know, you don't want to do anything or escalate anything to the level of you know where you're going to just change the world as we know it. Yeah, I mean, 
See, I think the world should be changed. You know, we're going to talk about the whole new world thing and probably a different podcast a little more in details. Yep, yep, yep. I just, I just think there's a right way to do it and a wrong way to do it. And and popping off World War Three is a wrong way to do it. And you can tell most, this is what they most want. Most definitely, yeah. Because you look at like you look at like even nine eleven, right? I mean, you just look at the United States because I know we pick on the United States a lot, but that's just because I'm a U.S. citizen. Yeah. So are you, <laughs> and that's where a lot of our our core stuff comes from, you know. And you look at you look at like why people did wars, right? There's no okay. reason in today's world we need to do wars. Yeah. There's only three quote-unquote noble reasons if you wanted to consider them noble, but they're not noble. But if you wanted, they were a little more justifiable in our past. Okay. Um, so, like, freedom. Freedom was one, which yep. is our go-to. When we invaded Iraq, what was our reasoning? It went from weapons of mass destruction to... Operation Freedom, Iraq yeah. Freedom, because Americans like freedom, and that's how you convince us to get behind your bullshit ideology, is you got to give us something that we can fight for, and freedom is one of those things. But there's 203 sovereign nations on the planet. All but like six are free. <laughs> so, so freedom isn't really really something you can really use, you know? Yeah, And exactly. even the ones that weren't free or aren't free, like Iraq wasn't free. Now, Saddam was a bad, <laughs> bad man. Yes. There's, there's literally nobody's going to be like, Saddam was a, was a choir boy, you know? Of course. But Iraq is way more messed up now than it ever was under his rule, he was yeah. in power. Yeah. So, so should we even go to freedom route? Especially when I think freedom should really be the choice of the people. If they is- wanted to get rid of Saddam, they would have asked for help. They would have. They would have initiated it. That's true. Yeah. And then resources wise, uh, was the way that we used to do it. Is we needed more resources. But in today's world, if I need more resources, I can call up countries, I can call up companies and get more resources. True. Matter of fact, despite what you may think about the last president, he actually tweeted for more resources. So you don't even have to call. You can just tweet to <laughs> get more resources. And yeah. then and then there was then the ideology of land, you know, a lot of the conquest was I need more land. But the problem is in 1945, every single nation in the world pretty much got together and made an agreement of who was going to exist, where their borders were going to be. And it's kind of set in stone. The world agreed upon it. Okay. So it's not even up for negotiation anymore. It's just kind of like, this is how it is. This is how this is, which is yeah. fair, I think, because up until that point, there was no agreement. It was just kind of like, oh, that's mine. Oh, this is mine. And I could take yours. You could take mine. And that, that made a perpetual place for people to be like, look, I could just take more. 
Exactly. But after that, we're just kind of like, nah, no more. <laughs> so the war thing's got to go. But they're always trying to push for a new war because there's money in it. There's an industrial complex, military industrial complex. It's often referred to as neocon but or neoconservative, but it could also be neoliberal. Yeah. Which I'm sure you've heard of that as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Those are typically your military industrial, your Michael Boltons, like the dude from Bush's administration. That yeah, was, I remember him with the mustache. That would fight anybody for any reason. He's like, yeah, it's raining outside. Let's go to war with Iraq. You're like, what the fuck does that have to do with anything? You know? <laughs> and there's people like that. And most of them are politicians. <clears throat> so I would actually argue, because, you know, like with the Ukraine thing, we spent how many billions? What, 200 billion or something? To uh, don't even get me started with that. Yeah. We're never going to follow the money, which a lot of our problems would be solved if we just followed the money. True. <laughs> but yeah. we never actually follow the money. But if we did, I would bet, I bet a lot of that 200 billion went into oligarchs. And then to Zelensky's bank account. I bet you if you pulled up his bank account, you'd see some ETFs <laughs> of mm. some pretty big money, millions probably, or however they do. And I'm sure some of it comes back to politicians as well, or else there would be no motivation for them to constantly go on war. True. And, and it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate that, you know, that we're even – talking about things like that that that's a potential uh as a potential destination for where the money does go it's a shame it really is you know um i would like our government and we've spoken about this before to be a little bit more transparent when it comes to situations of you know where they're sending money to because of the fact that we still have a record number of people that are homeless here in the united states you know, and well, I understand I understand the need to help other nations that may um, may want our assistance, may want our help. But at the same time, you have to help those in need here at home because no one else sends us money in order to help our citizens. We help ourselves and then we ship money off to other countries as well. Yeah, I always joke about it, how the United States is everybody's baby daddy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Paying child support. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's uh, it's uh, it's a little sad. It's a little, you know, I, I get a little frustrated by that sometimes, you know, when when we have to do things and, and send money and, and just throw money at the problem where instead, you know, did Ukraine have the, you know, where they offered membership in NATO and they turned it down? See, I don't even think it's really about that. I think it's about something much more. You think? Um, yeah, because, like, to be realistically honest, right, there's, only, there's, there's several first world countries throughout the world, but there's only three world powers, and that's China, Russia, and the United States. Those are the three countries that have enough power and military, et cetera, to, to fight, really, really fight, you know? Yeah, exactly. 
because all the other countries, they, I mean, they have support troops, but if they were to ever have any kind of conditions, they would just rely on the United States to to come in for majority of that conflict. And so the challenge that I have was Russia, Russia has helped the United States in multiple occasions, you know? Of course. Um, yep. World War II, they helped. Yep. Um, even during the Iraqi war, they offered some support as well without any real formal alliance, right? Yeah, true. And as much as they try to have an alliance, we go, no, nah, let's, no, no, we're not going to bring you in the UN. We're not going to bring you into any of these alliances. And then we like to consider them kind of the boogeyman, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, so Ukraine was a very corrupt country. Now, the people are great, but that doesn't change the fact that it was not long ago one of considered to be one of the most corrupt yeah. countries. Okay. Where a lot of people hid money, different things, politicians, I'm sure, which is why <laughs> certain certain politicians can be traced to businesses, etc., in Ukraine. Happy. And so NATO went in. Because Zelensky or the Ukraine would have talked, would have talked peace with Russia because Russia didn't want to like fight the world, and clearly proven that they don't want to fight the world because NATO and the UN is actually fighting Russia. It's not Ukraine. Yes, Ukrainians are dying. Yes, their forces were there, but the majority of that battle is really basically the West against Russia. Mm -hmm. But without actually coming out and saying it's the U.S. against Russia, you know, because it it's not an official war. It's not a any of these things. And so Russia kind of kind of slowed it down because he did. They didn't want to escalate it into a World War Three, like the media and politicians kept trying to say. Because you hear Ukraine, it's kind of, I mean, obviously it's still in shambles. There's bad things going on. Of course, but, yeah. But it's not the forefront of conversation no more. And yeah. it's, huh? No, go ahead, go ahead. And it's because, because Russia doesn't want the world war. Yeah. We do. But let me ask you, if they didn't want the world war, then why invade Ukraine in the first place? We went to war because Iraq invaded Kuwait. Yes? Yeah. So the Boots reason on the ground why, and everything. Why wouldn't we do the same if Russia invaded Ukraine? Why just throw money at the problem? Why not just sit there and say this is a bully that needs to be, you know, hit with a bigger stick and go from there? Because Uncle Sam is about is about image. Okay, there's two things, image and money. That's all they care about, image okay. and money. Like, they can't be seen as the one to provoke something. They have to be seen as the person to try. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so I Russia, understand. Russia invading Ukraine 
the whole world would have seen it as a World War III move if we got too ambitious and just jumped in. Okay. So what we did was we did quiet support, plus Americans weren't going to agree to a war with Russia right off the bat. You know, a world war requires every country to want to fight, and most weren't willing to to fight this battle. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I, I think there was a lot of politics in it. Um, but I think when Russia started backing out, I thought, I think, because you look at it, like I said, this isn't a politics podcast by any stretch. Of course. This is just kind of pointing out the obvious. Hamas, Hamas is a terrorist organization. Yep. Palestinians and the and the Jews are great people, but they're they're caught in the they're caught in the battle between all of this crap. You know what I'm saying? And that's that's the challenge that you're running into is that and like any war, the people that lose are the citizens. You know, of course, it's the innocent people. And the, the challenge that you have is that and Iran has links to Hamas and different things. And shortly before all the Middle East stuff popped off, we gave $6 billion to Iran. Yep. In exchange for the hostages, yes. Yes. And the thing about these little terrorist groups, because... Uh, I, I would argue that all terrorist groups <clears throat> are funded by somebody. And of course, I can I'll, I'll I'll buy that one. Yeah, and because of the amount of because armament, as you know, is very expensive. Military stuff is very expensive. Yes. So to get that kind of money to even try to fight and do some of these attacks means that somebody with a much bigger wallet has came in and got your services. So I would argue, and it wouldn't be too too far, because um, you remember that movie Lord of War with Nicolas Cage? Yes. It was based off an of ammunitions guy who sold yes. ammunition. And even in there, he made a joke because stories, even though they're movies, they're based off of some truth or reality. Yeah. They mentioned that people like to fund both sides. It's very profitable to fund both sides. And I would not put it past governments to fund both sides, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it does. Which would explain why these groups have so much money for and so much organization and different things, especially considering the CIA trained Al Qaeda to fight against Russia in the Afghan Russian war. Yep. Um, and then and then you have you have situations like um the attack that started it, right? Mm-hmm. And this is a very controversial topic 
and I'm not saying anything is for truth. I'm saying there's definitely some questions that we should ask. Israel is a very surveilled country, you know? Okay. They're very protective of their country. Um, and the attack that big to just happen under the radar without any kind of knowledge would would it doesn't make sense to me. It's like it's like 9-11. 9-11 doesn't make sense to me. It none of that makes sense to me. Like I'm not taken away from the victims. I'm not saying they didn't die. Of I'm course. Not saying that it wasn't a horrific thing and we should never do it again. I'm just saying one plus one does not equal two. I'm gonna ask some questions. Yeah. Like it doesn't make sense to me that people could just take over a plane and crash into a building and kill 3,000 people. That doesn't make sense to me, you know? Um, none I, you know, I, I sit there and I, and I go over it the same way, you know, I say, but it kind of, you know, people usually back then when they hijacked an airplane, they just wanted the, uh, they just wanted to go somewhere or release someone from prison or something to that effect. They never thought by any stretch of the imagination that it was going to be used as a weapon. No, I'm just saying even being put in that circumstance. Yeah. Um, to because these people had to get they had to get um and you know and I know. To get a passport means you verified and been ran through a system to get this passport. True. Okay. That's or unless that passport is very, very well uh, manufactured, which well, yeah. is possible. But I mean, I mean, there there was a lot of stuff about that. We'll talk about that conspiracy later, obviously. Oh, most definitely. That'd be another podcast altogether. I understand. But, but you know what I'm saying? There's certain things that don't add up. Of course. And then the media, the media just got caught up lying about an attack that happened on a hotel, on a hospital. It ended up not even happening. Gotcha. He manufactured an entire event. So one would have to ask, well, okay, well, you've got the media, which we know the media is a talking piece of the government and businesses and different things. Yeah, because it's been proven multiple times that this is the case, and you usually tell who they don't like and what they want based on what they talk about. Exactly. As you go, yeah. as you go, like, okay, so you just manufactured an event. That means you didn't even have the story. You went in and created pictures, created a story. To get people to be even more mad at the situation. Mm -hmm. And it's like, so, so, so you gotta, like, what's the end game? You know, yeah. obviously, um, Hamas has some allies, which is Iran, Syria, and a few others, you know? Yep. But Israel also has allies, which are pretty much all of Europe, United States. Correct. So if I really wanted to start a World War III and I really, really wanted it to pop off, well, if Russia's not going to do it, <laughs> then I know Israel and Hamas would be the perfect little 
puppets, if you will. (laughs) Puppets, you will, because you already have you already have enough challenges and enough um, alliances there. Yeah. To start bringing in countries like you could bring in Turkey, you could bring in. If you bring in Turkey, you're going to bring in Russia. You know, if you bring in Syria, you're going to bring in Russia. You yeah. know, and so I I think this all is a ploy. And this was this was not their first attempt either, because if you remember, before the last president became president, they were building up armament. Russia was for a predict predicted war at the time of election. Yeah. And then as soon as soon as the election happened, then they pulled away. And then that's where the whole Russian collusion came around. And it's like, no, it's because Russia doesn't want a world war. And the last one, regardless of what you think of him, he wasn't about fighting wars needlessly. Like, had that been George Bush, had that been Bill Clinton, had that been any of these guys, mm-hmm. we'd have been in World War III in 2016. You think? They're already ready for it. And here we are. Here we are now. Now it's like, okay, how do we get this World War III? We had four years of potentially peace because we weren't really fighting anybody. Matter of fact, we were pulling out of things. And he goes, nah. so now it's like, okay, how do we get this started? And then the Russia-Ukraine kind of thing came, and they had their disagreements. And instead of politically settling it, which you could have done through agreements, we escalated it to a war. Mm. And then when it didn't go the right way, then we're like, okay, who do we, who can we count on to fight? Who can we count on? Well, we can count on Israel and Hamas to fight. Without a doubt, yeah. because it's long, it's been decades and they've been on and off. Yeah, you're right. Okay. So I think this is all just a ploy to get us into a World War Three at all costs. And that, that's my thoughts. What is you? Um, I'm hoping your thoughts are wrong. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm always the optimist. <laughs> I said, but you know, I mean, based on what you've just talked about, based on what's been happening, things are starting slowly, but also surely getting out of control. But and, I think mm-hmm. I think the problem is they overstepped their hand. Yeah. And the reason why I said it is because prior to that, there was absolute trust in the media, absolute trust. Yeah, of course. So if they wanted to spend an agenda all day long, they could. I mean, they did it with the weapons of mass destruction. They spun that so well that the entire world believed it. Yeah. And then they didn't have anything. Yeah. <laughs> Even after UN inspectors went in, they didn't have anything. So it's like, I think they had control of the media. I think after the last guy, people's faith in the media started to decrease because we started seeing what it was. 
a propagandist machine as opposed to let's report on what's the truth and facts and let you come to the decision of what is true based on what you have seen, you know? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, you know, going back to one of our first podcasts when we were talking about the moon landing, you know, from from that time, whether it was faked or not, can you imagine now with everything that's happening in the AI world, what they can fake, what they can not fake, who they can, whose voice they can actually clone in order to say, yep, this is what the actual words were spoken. So we we don't know what to believe anymore. Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's a there was a guy who did a deep fake of Tom Cruise singing songs. Wow. And if you watched it, you would have been like, there's that's absolutely Tom Cruise. There's no mm-hmm. there's no doubt in your mind that that is Tom Cruise. And it isn't. It's called deep fake is what it is. So you can do that in today's world. You can put somebody else's head on something, you know? Yeah. And change the voice. I remember there was one. It was like they were messing with, like, Joe Rogan, I think. Okay. He fake of Joe Rogan or one of his interviewers talking about the craziest stuff that you actually had to go back and see that it wasn't Joe Rogan doing it. Wow. So, yeah, we are definitely in that place, um, that space with the technology for it. So it's like people have to be more critical now of what you see, what you hear, especially in a world where it's becoming increasingly um, like the court of public opinion. You know what I'm saying? Of course. And it's it's who... Who you believe at that time, who you believe in that moment, but in the back of whoever's mind, myself included, did that person really say that? Did this event really happen? Was it manufactured? It's it's, uh, frightening times that we live in. So I don't think it's frightening. I think it's it's different. And obviously there needs to be. And then another thing that's going to be challenging is that we spent a lot of armaments in Ukraine, so we don't have, we have to replenish first, you know? Yeah. And and military recruitment is down 39%. Did you hear that? I'm sorry? Military recruitment is down like 39%. Is that right? Wow. Which is which is which is great because it's saying these kids don't want to fight anymore. I was I was listening to somebody comment about Thank you that. for joining the friends I view today. And what's funny is if they never served. Conversation, and they were saying, don't forget to hit that subscribe well, these kids button. Don't do share with friends. No, they just and don't want to die for, for our you. next episode. They just don't Until die then, and keep the conversation wars. going. I mean, the way I look at things is, is we. Sh- Military should just be there for if it's there. And what's funny about that is like the commentary of that person is only about 1% of Americans um, actually ever enlist. You know that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I feel personally, 
if if you didn't serve or you didn't try to serve, but mm-hmm. just couldn't because of whatever reason, then I don't think you have any saying or any commentary on whether or not somebody is useless or worthless because they're not running to the recruiter's office the moment they hit 17, 18 years old, you know? I definitely agree with that statement. As also piggybacking on that, if you don't vote, you should not complain about how, you know, the politics in the United States or in the world is going. Exactly. I would even argue if you don't live in that country, you don't need to worry. (laughs) That is true, too. That is true as well. Most definitely. Just because I mean, you visit, just because you visit a country from time to time, does not give you the right to interfere. <laughs> exactly in what goes on there. <laughs> yeah, our time is wrapping up for the day. So, so give us your final thought on Israel and Hamas or Palestine. My final thought is it's very up in the air because it's all going. I think it's all going to. And this is really, I think, where it's going to boil down to. It's going to boil down to whoever gets an office next year. Okay. I think I think that is, if it's a neocon or a Leo or a neoliberal, then I yeah. think this is going to be a full-blown World War III and people are going to die. My, my final thought? is based on what I researched, is that both Jews and Arabs have a legitimate claim to that land, and they should solve it peacefully. They really should. And I think think they could if they didn't have all the outside influences. Exactly, exactly. The problem is is their problem is influenced by outside influences. Exactly. Yeah, that's where most of the things that go on today are. Yeah. So it's it's unfortunate, but we we can conversate again about this next week, or we can move on. So yeah, yeah. No, we'll decide we can, and we'll go from there. Yeah, we'll decide this week what we talk about, and it depends on what happens through in the news, <laughs> or just whatever is whatever we're thinking about throughout the week. You know, sounds like a plan as usual. All right, buddy. All right, my friend. We'll talk soon. And definitely check out our Patreon. <laughs> definitely. For Fulia's Recipes. <laughs> Which, by the way, that was the craziest interview. I liked it. It was great. Yeah. Where was. she's just like, I just I just cook whatever. I just, and it's whatever it, I have, you know. And, and I'm it, like. And it all comes out delicious. Let me tell you. I'm telling you. Oh, anyway. <laughs> but. But we're going to avoid the milk and cereal story. He's, I mean, we've been friends <laughs> for 10 years. You probably already think I'm a sociopath, as it is. But I don't want to confirm it by having to pick which is my preference. There you go. Nothing wrong with that. I think it's the cereal, but that's just me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Have a good one. Have a good one. <laughs>